Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I've been waiting for you. And today, I'm going to continue to talk to you about different kinds of prayer which God has made available to the church. You say, Rick, you mean one size doesn't fit all? There's different kinds of prayers? Absolutely. That's what we're told in Ephesians 6, verse 18, where Paul wrote, praying always with all prayer. The Greek says with all sorts of prayers, which means there are many different kinds of prayers which God has made available for you to use, just like my toolbox. In my toolbox, I have multiple tools and they're all very different from one another, but all of them are very essential in the right place and in the right way. For example, there is a hammer. You say, where did you get that old hammer? Well, this is from the Soviet Union. But then there's also a set of pliers. Pliers are good for bending and pulling. The pliers are very different from the way that you would use a hammer. Then there's a wrench. Oh, I can still see my daddy with his wrench putting things in place. But you don't use a wrench like you would use a pair of pliers. And of course, every home needs a good screwdriver, but screwdrivers have to be used in the right way. Every one of these tools are important in the right time and the right place, but they're all different. And in the same way that your toolbox can be filled with multiple tools, God has given us a prayer box that is filled with multiple kinds of prayers for us to use. And if you use the right prayer at the right time, you'll have good results. If you use the wrong prayer at the wrong time, you may not have the results you're wanting to get. So we need to know what are the various kinds of prayer in our prayer box and how to use them and when to use them at the appropriate moment. And that is what I'm going to talk to you about today. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Today, I'm going to keep talking to you about the different kinds of prayer which God has made available to the church, and that means to you and to me. There really are different kinds of prayer. We're told that in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 18, where the Apostle Paul says, praying always with all prayer. With all prayer in Greek means with all different kinds of prayer. How I wish when I was younger, somebody had told me there were different kinds of prayer. Just like there are different tools in a toolbox, there are different kinds of prayer in your prayer box. And you need to know how to use every one of them in the right way, at the right time, if you want to have results to your prayers. That's why I want you to order my whole series, which is called Different Kinds of Prayer. It's five parts. It comes in multiple formats. It covers the prayer of consecration, the prayer of petition, the prayer of authority, the prayer of thanksgiving, which we're going to be covering today. It covers the prayer of agreement. We're also going to be dealing with this today. The prayer of supplication and the prayer of intercession, which we're going to be dealing with tomorrow. But it's five parts. It comes in multiple formats and it comes with a study guide. 
The two of these together are so powerful. And my friend, if you want to grow in the realm of prayer, then you need something to feed your heart and to feed your soul and to walk you forward into a new prayer dimension. So please order yours today by reading it and hearing it and seeing it. You'll really get this teaching down into your heart and the Holy Spirit will take you into a brand new dimension of prayer. I believe that. And we're also offering you right now the book by Jermaine Copeland, which is called Prayers That Avail Much. The subtitle says, Scriptural Prayers for Your Daily Breakthrough. God wants you to have a breakthrough every day of your life. And I know that sometimes when you're praying, you don't know what to say. This book will give you the prayers to pray. That's why the back of the book says this book will enhance your ability to pray. Listen, by placing dozens of specific, powerful, and anointed prayers at your fingertips. This book is loaded with prayers that you can pray. I've used this book in my own life, and that's why I want you to have a copy of it. And you can order this and the whole series by going online or giving us a call, and you can place your order right now. And for those who are not partners yet, I want to invite you to become a partner with our ministry. When you become a partner, that means financially, you regularly support this ministry so we can take this teaching to people all over the world. I just saw a report of which nations of the world are tuning in regularly to feed on the teaching in this program. My friend, we're touching people all over the planet. And when you become a partner, you enable us to take this teaching to those people. We're commanded in Matthew chapter 28 to teach all nations. That is a part of the Great Commission. And when you become a partner, you enable us to do our part and you do your part by enabling us to take the teaching of the Bible all over the world. And the moment you become a partner, we'll send you Denise's book, which is called The Gift of Forgiveness. This is a powerful book about forgiveness. If you've dealt with bitterness or unforgiveness, you can walk free and this book will help you. We'll also send you my book, which is called Life in the Combat Zone. The subtitle says, How to Survive, Thrive, and Overcome in the Midst of difficult situations. I'm not prophesying a combat zone to you. You're probably already in one. This book will help you to walk through it and get out of it. And it's dedicated to partners. So we always send it to everyone who becomes a partner with our ministry. And remember that if you need prayer, we're here for you. And we really want to pray for you. Just give us a call or send us an email. The moment we hear from you, we're going to begin to cry out in faith According to Jeremiah 33, 3, which says, call unto me and I'll show you great and mighty things. My friends, we will really do that. Give us a call or send us your email. Let us know how to pray and we'll begin to pray with you. But reach for your Bible. And today we're going to return to Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 18, where the apostle Paul is discussing prayer. Listen to what he says. Praying always with all Prayer. Those three words, with all prayer, are very important. In Greek, it says diapases prosukes, which literally means with all kinds of prayer. And it lets us know that one size does not fit all. There's not just one kind of prayer. There are all kinds of prayer 
That is literally what the original Greek says. One man has translated this pray with all manner of prayer. Another man has translated this pray with all kinds of prayer. Another pray with all sorts of prayer. And another has translated this pray with all the different kinds of prayer that are available for you to use. And my friends, there really are different kinds of prayer available for you to use. For example, there is the prayer of consecration. We saw this on Tuesday. The prayer of consecration is so powerful. It is taken from the Greek word pros eukomia, compound of the word pros, which indicates closeness or intimacy. The word UK, which carries the idea of a commitment, a pledge, or a vow. But when you put the two words together, pros eukomai, which I call the prayer of consecration, depicts a person who pros comes very near to God in order to make a pledge, a vow, or some kind of a divine exchange. And that word is used 127 times in the New Testament. It is the most frequently used word for prayer anywhere in the New Testament, which means God is calling us to the altar, pros, to come close, UK, to make a vow, a pledge, to give God our life in exchange for his life. God is calling us to the altar of prayer. The second word, that we covered is the prayer of petition. The word petition is a translation of the Greek word diasis. It describes one who feels something urgently in his life. This is not someone who just wants something to happen. He has to have something to happen. That is how urgent it is. And he begins to get very concrete and very specific as he offers prayers of petition. Then we saw the prayer of authority, which some call the prayer of faith, which is a translation of the Greek word aiteo, a word used more than 80 times in the New Testament. It means to ask or to demand something. And here we find that when you're really rooted in the Bible and you know what the Bible teaches, you do not have to be sheepish when you pray. You can get really bold, really audacious. You can ask, you can demand, you can even command. And we saw examples of this in scripture. But today, now we're going to move to the next prayer, which is the prayer of thanksgiving and also to the prayer of agreement. What do I mean when I say the prayer of thanksgiving? Well, we see in the letters of the Apostle Paul that when he wrote to people, he always first stopped to thank God for them before he began to deal with them about other issues. Paul wrote most of his epistles because the churches had problems that needed to be corrected. But before Paul barged in to begin bringing a correction to them first, he stopped to thank God for them. He prayed a prayer of thanksgiving. And based on Paul's example in all of his epistles, I want to tell you, dear friend, that before you begin to pray about everything wrong in somebody's life, first stop and think about everything right in their life. The grace of God has touched them. Hey, they may still have issues, but they're not who they used to be. They're better than they used to be. They've tried. They've done their best. Maybe they still have problems. But before you begin to deal with God about all their problems and all the things that you wish they would change, first stop to thank God for them. Pray a prayer of thanksgiving. The Apostle Paul himself gives us this example. For example, we read in Ephesians 1 verse 16, that the Apostle Paul said to the Ephesians, I cease not to give thanks for you. Give thanks 
is a translation of the Greek word eukaristeo. Now listen to this. It is a compound of two Greek words. The first word is the word you. The word you describes something that's good, something that is swell. It denotes a general good disposition or feeling about something or someone. The word you means to really feel swell or to feel really grand about something. The second word is the word charistia, which is a derivative of the word charis. And the word charis is the Greek word for grace. And of course, grace is free. You don't have to force grace. Grace is like a divine river. It just flows. But when you put these two words together, the word you and the word charistia, it forms the Greek word eucharistio, which describes wonderful feelings, good sentiments that freely flow out of the heart about something or someone, or this picture is one who feels something so profound. He feels something so wonderful that he just cannot contain what he feels. And wow, it just flows out of his heart like a river, a river of thanksgiving the Greek word eukaristeo. And that is the word which the Apostle Paul uses over and over and over when he writes to churches and to individuals. And he says, I thank God for you. And again, the example is Ephesians 1.16, when Paul says, I cease not to give thanks for you. It is really the equivalent of saying, I can't put a lid on it. I can't put a cap on it. I cannot contain what I feel about you because it's so grand. It's so swell. Eucharisteo, it just flows out of my heart. That's what he prayed before he dealt with any other issues. We find the same word used again in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 3. The church of Colossae had a lot of issues that needed to be corrected. But before Paul ever got to those issues, in Colossians 1, verse 3, he says, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. And again, give thanks is a translation of the Greek word eucharistia. Oh, what I feel about you just cannot be contained. I love you so much. I'm so thankful for what God has done in your life that it just flows out of my heart. Paul used this word, eucharisteo, again in 1 Thessalonians 1-2 when he wrote to the Thessalonians, a church that also had issues that needed to be corrected. But before he ever got to the issues, first he says, we give thanks to God always for you, making mention of you in our prayers. Paul says, we give thanks, again a translation of the Greek word eucharisteo, which means what I feel about you cannot be contained. It just flows out of my heart like grace. Oh, what I feel for you is so grand. I feel so swell on the inside just when I hear the mention of your name that thanksgiving flows out of my heart. And Paul tells us in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 18, we should always have this attitude when we pray. That is why he says in everything, give thanks, give thanks. Again, the Greek word, eukaristeo. My friends, we should never enter into prayer without first entering into a time of thanksgiving. This is so very important. We're even told in Psalm 100 to enter into his courts with praise And with thanksgiving, it throws open the door for you to come into the presence of God. And I want to urge you today 
that before you begin to pray for people that you're concerned about and you begin to enumerate all the things to God that you wish they would change or they need to be different, first stop and thank God for all the things he's already done in their lives. It will change your attitude when you pray for them and it will put you in a position to pray for them positively and with faith. This is a prayer of thanksgiving. And God commands us to move into this form of prayer. This is a very specific form of prayer in your prayer box. But then today, I also want to talk to you about the prayer of agreement. The prayer of agreement. Jesus referred to the prayer of agreement in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19. Listen to what Jesus said. Again, I say unto you, that if two of you shall agree, there you have this word agree, that if two of you shall agree on earth as touching anything that they shall ask, it shall be done for them of my Father which is in heaven. We call this the prayer of agreement. But listen to what this word agree is in Greek. It is the Greek word symphoneo. You hear a word? It's where we get the word for a symphony, a symphony. The Greek word means to agree together, to come into a place of agreement. It's where we derive the word symphony, and it carries the idea of harmony or agreement in prayer. And Jesus literally says in this verse, if you can symphonize together when you pray, it will bring you into such a powerful position that God will do whatever you're asking him to do. Now, when an orchestra plays, there are multiple pieces. And when they play, they have to learn how to harmonize. They have to learn how to play together. They have to learn how to play like a symphony, the Greek word symphoneo, which is to come into a place where they symphonize with each other. They agree with each other. And here Jesus is saying, if you and somebody else can get into harmony, it will bring you into a place where God will do something mighty. He will respond when you pray. If you are in discord with others, God's not going to answer that prayer. But if you will get into harmony with others when you pray, God will move. God's power will come on the scene. Now, I want to give you an example of this from Acts chapter 4. So if you've got your Bible, go to Acts chapter 4. And when we come to Acts chapter 4, the Bible tells us that several disciples came to a home where believers were gathered together and all the believers began to lift up their voices together. Listen to what it says in Acts chapter 4, verse 24. And when they heard that, they heard about the persecution which had been leveled against the believers, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord. With one accord. They got into agreement with each other. It was a moment of unity. They were harmonizing with each other in prayer. The Bible says they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and then they begin to pray and look at the result of this prayer of agreement. The Bible tells us in verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and spake the word of God with boldness. God moved, God responded when they got into a place of divine agreement. If you're trying to pray with someone 
but you are in discord with them, well, to be honest, you're wasting your time because God's not going to respond to that. But when you and someone else can get into a place of agreement, when you can symphonize together in prayer, come into a place of harmony, Jesus promises us in Matthew 18, verse 19, God will do whatever it is that you're touching in prayer. So when you pray with someone else, it's very important that you make sure you're in agreement with what's being prayed. You need to know that you have a scripture to stand on. You need to know that both of you are believing the same thing. If you're praying one thing and the other person's praying something else, then you're not going to symphonize in prayer. A prayer of agreement is when two people are standing on the same scripture, two people are believing the same thing, two people are asking the same thing. They come into a place of agreement or harmony. They're symphonizing together in prayer. And when you come into that divine, powerful place, that is when the power of God is released. This is why I often say to you on my program that if you need prayer, call us. We'll get into agreement. How many times have I said that to you? And I mean it with all of my heart. We'll get into a place of agreement with you. We'll symphonize together with you in prayer. And Jesus promises us he promises us in Matthew 18, verse 19, that if we'll get into agreement as touching any issue on earth, God will move and God will respond. And I want to tell you right now that if you need prayer, give us a call or send us your email. We'll get into agreement with you. This is the prayer of agreement. But hey, so far, we've seen the prayer of consecration, the prayer of petition, the prayer of authority, or some people call it the prayer of faith, the prayer of thanksgiving. Oh, my friends, move into a mode of thanksgiving when you pray. And today we have also seen the prayer of agreement. These are all different kinds of prayer, which God has put in our prayer box, but there's still two more. There's the prayer of supplication, and there's the prayer of Intercession. These are very different from one another, but they also are very important forms of prayer that you need to know how to use. And we're told in Ephesians 6, verse 18, praying always with all kinds of prayer. And as I've told you, one expositor has translated this prayer with all the different kinds of prayer that are available for you to use. You need to know all the kinds of prayer that God has made available and how to use them. Tomorrow, we're going to cover the prayer of supplication, and the prayer of intercession. But I'll be back in just a moment, and I want to pray for you. When you work around your house, it's important for you to know which tools to use to get a job done. Using the wrong tools will guarantee frustration and failure every time. In the same way, there are many different tools of prayer for you to use to get results when you pray. It's important for you to know there are different kinds of prayer available and which ones you need to use at different times. Like tools in a toolbox, one prayer does not fit all. That's why God has provided different kinds of prayers for every situation. In this series, Different Kinds of Prayer, Rick Renner will teach you about the different types of prayer that are available for you to use when you pray, like the prayer of consecration, the prayer of petition, the prayer of authority, the prayer of thanksgiving, the prayer of supplication, the prayer of intercession. You'll be so glad you took time to dig deep into this powerful five-part series with Rick Renner, available in digital or physical format starting at just $10. In addition, we are also offering you the classic book on prayer called Prayers That Avail Much by Jermaine Copeland. Rick Renner says, this comprehensive study on prayer will teach you how to pray to get results. 
This book should be considered essential reading for every serious Christian. So please, order yours today. This beautifully bound book can be yours for just $26. Don't miss this special offer, the series Different Kinds of Prayer, and the book Prayers That Avail Much. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Friends, this is Rick Renner, and today I want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for helping us to victoriously finish phase one of our ministry expansion project, which was purchasing our Tulsa headquarters building and building the building for our new studio in Moscow. That studio is an anchor for the Word of God. And together we did it. We finished phase one. And then you faithfully stayed with us through phase two and you gave again to help us finish the interior of the studio. And I wanna say thank you so much. But now in front of us is phase three. You say, well, what is phase three? Phase three is paying off the Tulsa building. Now, right now, I'm in the interior of the Moscow Good News Church. It is quite an amazing place. When you walk through this building, it's so beautiful and it testifies to the grace of God and the provision of God and the giving of our church and of our partners. We built this facility debt-free and because of that, the Moscow Church has never had the burden of monthly payments. All of our funds have been released to do the work of the gospel. And now we need to do that in Tulsa and I call this phase three. And I'm asking you today, to pray about joining us as part of the giving team for phase three, which is paying off the Tulsa facility. And the reason we want to pay it off is because then it will release funds for us to take the teaching of the Bible to the ends of the earth. And dear friend, right now, the Bible is so needed. And I know that that's my heart and that is your heart. And together, we can take the Bible to the ends of the earth. So please pray about joining us for phase three to finish paying off the Tulsa building, and I want to say thank you in advance. Thank you for letting me spend this time with you today as we've been looking at the different kinds of prayer that God has made available for the church, and that means for you. We're told in Ephesians 6, 18, praying always with all prayer. The Greek literally means pray with all the different kinds of prayer that are available for you to use, which means there really are different kinds of prayers for you to pray. And that's why I want you to have my brand new series, which is called Different Kinds of Prayer. It deals with the prayer of consecration, the prayer of petition, the prayer of authority, the prayer of thanksgiving, the prayer of agreement, the prayer of supplication, the prayer of intercession. It's five parts. This will really help you become better at the task of praying. I want you to have results when you pray. So order this series today and remember that it comes with a wonderful study guide. And right now we're also offering you the book called Prayers That Avail Much, Scriptural Prayers for Your Daily Breakthrough. The back of the book asks the questions, do you long to pray powerful prayers that impact heaven and shake earth? Do you want to partner with God to deliver victories in challenging circumstances? Do you want to see God move powerfully in the life of your loved ones? This book will give you specific powerful anointed prayers at your fingertips to pray. 
I use this book all the time. It's one of my favorites, and I want you to have it as well. You can order it right now by going online or give us a call. And remember that when you become a partner, we'll send you Denise's book called The Gift of Forgiveness, and we'll send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. And friend, please remember that if you need prayer, we'll pray the prayer of agreement with you. Today I taught you about that moment when we get into harmony in prayer and God moves. God moves when we get into a place of agreement. So give us a call or send us your email and we will get into agreement and God will move in your life. That's what Jesus taught us in Matthew 18, verse 19. But Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus that you want us to grow when it comes to prayer. Help us to become proficient and to understand all the kinds of prayers that you have given to us and to use them. In Jesus' name, amen. I'll be back tomorrow. And tomorrow we're going to cover the prayer of supplication and the prayer of intercession. But until then, remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power.